Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Say hi to the people. We're getting season two of Good Omens. Maybe I need to turn the gain down a little bit. <laughs> Did it peak? Uh, it probably peaked. It's not our podcast if I have not destroyed our, our listeners' ears. That's true. That's a fair point. When you see the audio levels, when you go in to edit it. You can always tell when I'm talking. <laughs> I don't even have to look at the name. Mm-hmm. I know which uh, which track yeah, is yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also know which track is Bob's. Like, if I could picture, if I could, let me, let me see. How can we picture it for people? Erica's track is like a branch. Bob's track is like a twig. <laughs> and they're very easy to separate. It's hard for me to talk quietly. And I'm somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh, used to, uh, before all the pandemic bullshit, cast with a friend of mine, and um, it was the same way. Hers is very, very, <laughs> and mine is like, you don't even have to, it's like, oh, I know which one is which. Well, no one's ever accused you of being soft-spoken. No, I am not soft-spoken. Um, I, I would take it as an insult, really, if someone... <laughs> okay. And the dog is horking shit up underneath us, so I don't know if that that would up, also but that would also not be the podcast without it. So, <laughs> well, no, yeah, I got it announced the other day. Very excited. We're gonna have to wait like two years for them to like film it and shit. But people are already like they released like a, a what do you call it like a teaser image, and people are like speculating about the plot from the teaser image. What about Forgotten Son season two? Forgotten Son. What's the show you like? prodigal son prodigal son it had a season two and then it got canceled Mm. because it's garbage (laughs) and i will fully acknowledge that that show is terrible it is horrible but i enjoy it because of the badness and michael sheen knows it's bad and it's just gnawing on the scenery which i appreciate (laughs) it's like when uh what was the dude's name raul julia when he was um m bison in the original street fighter movie oh yeah he's like this is dog shit but I'm bringing the A game, man. I'm having a good time. Mm, we were speaking of Ming Na earlier. Ming Na, she Chun is in Lee? that. Yeah. She shares one of the greatest scenes in that movie with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen that movie. Robert. Robert. This has nothing to do with that movie, but in the Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, mm-hmm. the best scene is also arguably where Chun Li and uh, Vega fight in her apartment or whatever, a hotel room, whatever she's it is. She's fully naked during that scene. She's not wearing much clothing. Is she in a towel or <laughs> is she just in like... It's like a bra, panties, and a t-shirt. Because I have seen that. It's just been a very, very... Well, that movie's actually time. legitimately good. I enjoy the live-action Street Fighter because Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme, is, he's doing something. But it's just like they, they tried to cram everybody in it. It's been a while since I don't watch that one nearly as much as like Mortal Kombat 94 mm-hmm. or 93 or whatever because uh, it's just not as good. I think I heard that's going back on Netflix any day now. Outstanding. It's on something though. Is it on HBO? Maybe. I feel like we watched it not that long ago. This is, I I really do hate this about the streaming services, like especially Netflix. Like something goes on Netflix for a week and then it vanishes for years. Yeah. And you're like, 
how did I, why did, who made this agreement that it goes on there for legitimately like a month? Well, we've been talking about this too, because like, I'd like to, you know, we watch some of The Office or maybe some of 30 Rock, and it's like, I'm not getting another streaming service. My plan is to go to like Half Price Books or something, check out their DVD section, because everybody sold those DVDs to like everywhere. So I'm like, I can probably find the seasons that I want to watch, and then I'll just have a copy of it. Because, yeah, all the digital shit, it's just like, fuck it. The stuff that we really want, we've been uh, we've been buying a hard copy of it. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe the goal is to create, like, a scarcity by having stuff appear on the service for such a short period of time that it forces you to, like, anything that goes on there you want to see, you got to, like, subscribe and watch right away. Maybe yeah, that's but you the don't goal. even know what the fuck is on there. Yeah, you don't know what's on Netflix at any given time. I mean, mostly mm-hmm. we started just going by like TV series that we wanted to watch. I mean, uh, yeah, if it's not like Stranger Things or or BoJack Horseman, yeah, or Bake Off, it's like I'm not. And yeah, and there's if, not enough on Netflix, right? So in. So we generally don't keep the Netflix subscription going until something we want to watch comes up. Well, and Netflix, like a lot of them now, is just really more... You have to like their original content. It's more like a TV channel now than it is this streaming service. You know, like when it first came out, what it once was. Here's all these big movies. Here's all these big TV shows, especially movies. It had a lot of popular movies, right? But now there's very little of that and way more just here's our original content. And if you don't like it, there's, there's not no going to be that much, much there for you. Everybody right. just kind of all those services just hope that you'll subscribe and that you'll forget you're subscribed. Pretty That's much. all it is. The gym model. Yeah. The magazine model. But even like with. Uh, um, oh, fuck. What's the one? I can't remember now. But like we'll always have Disney Plus because gotta have bluey on tap at all times um but um oh apple tv we were just talking about that the other day because it's like we're watching mythic quest but then that's once that's over ted lasso comes back which was actually really good i don't know if you've watched that i have not it was solid pretty funny show um and then the foundation series starts in september so it's like Okay, what do you do? Do you just cancel until all of those are shown and then pick it back up in, like, December when everything's on there and you just binge it all at once? Or it's it's annoying mm. is what it yeah. is. But they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that weekly uh, uh, release thing to keep you on because the show is going to be at but, least six episodes. But that's why, you know, I keep coming back to it. With all these streaming services, you can cancel it literally after you put your subscription in, and that's what everybody should be doing. Well, we ran into that with Disney the other day. You know, yeah. An episode of Bluey ended, and I was like, Disney was like, oh, you have to resubscribe. I was like, what the fuck happened? We were watching Bluey. She was happy. She was sitting and just watching You've the TV. you my life. What's going on? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, the reality is um, they're just not – no one does that. You, but, you do that, Bob, but no one else no does one else. that. But that means people are stupid. Yes. So we could boil down every conversation we ever have. Let's just end the podcast, you know? People, are, people, stupid. people, are, people stupid. are stupid. I was going to say, the couple things I was going to bring up is just it boils down to people are idiots. So 
Cut here, Alex, in the edit. I want the music to go right then. (laughs) And we're done. And you're out. Like, the latest... And it's just for, like, the dumbest things. Like, people just, like, want to get mad. Like... Yeah. Or, like, I want to go online and I want to complain. Like, I don't know how to have a conversation about something anymore. So, this actually pivots well to something I did want to talk about. I saw on... I want to say Kotaku yesterday that, um, and I rarely ever go on those sites anymore, but for some reason I was there. Well, you like Jalapnik still, don't you? I haven't been reading in a while, but, yeah. you know, um, but anyway, it was, I was perusing through the interwebs and came across a Kotaku article um, or Polygon. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up, but Polygon. either way, Polygon and like- either way, the, the point was the, the, the writer was saying like that, GameStop was doing something super scummy, um, and I will leave it to you to decide whether you agree with that assessment. Um, basically, what they were doing is for um, to try and to try and alleviate the problems around PS5 purchasing. They said they would give priority to people who um, were paid subscribers to the you know whatever GameStop. It's like- power up power rewards. Up. yeah so if you if you pay the 20 bucks a year you would theoretically have a first you know uh you'd be in front of the line that's capitalism baby i don't like is it scummy yeah, yeah it's but scummy. that's i don't think it's scummy it's not like you're paying for, because again this is what i come back to with video games all the time you do not have a right to play video games it's entertainment. You know, if this was like you pay 20 bucks, you have to pay extra to get, you know, better service at a hospital, which you do. That's scummy. But, you know, to have the right to buy a video game console, that to me is acceptable capitalism. Well, what I, I mean, I don't think it's acceptable, but it's it's a choice, right? You don't have to do that. Right. You know, you can go and uh, yeah, you it's hard to find to buy a DLC. PS- you don't have it's, to do it's anything. It's hard to find a PS5 right now, but you don't have to buy it from GameStop. You can go try right. to find it somewhere else. Well, okay, here's the thing. Let's say you were they're going to charge you the $20 a year for power-up rewards, mm-hmm. and they were going to offer you maybe some sort of service for that. Let's say you were going to be put on a wait list for PS5s, and you knew you were eventually going to get one once it got to your name on the list. Mm-hmm. That might be a value worth paying the $20 for. But to just have you pay... Now, remember, the main reason you get power-up rewards is that you get more money when you sell your used right. games. So if you're not doing that, if the only reason you're subscribing is to try to get a PS5, you, they're, not, they're not guaranteeing you a PS5. You could just not get one from them. And so you've paid them twenty dollars for literally nothing at that point. But you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't. Well, we could make that argument again. Like we could make the argument you don't have to do X mm-hmm. about many things. It doesn't mean it's not scummy. I, is it it's shitty? Like, I think it's a little. It's shitty, like when but... they tie. It's like when GameStop ties thirty-four things into a bundle, and that's the only but way you I, can buy I, a PS Five. It's scummy. I. I mean, is it scummy though, or is it just? Like to me, to, to to cross the line into scummy, they have to be like really trying to obfuscate it, like like with a lot of or, or be super predatory, like credit card companies. This seemed pretty opaque to me that 
this is the offer you're going to get a chance and that and and otherwise you get the service the normal service and it's up to you to me that's that's not scummy that's I, I don't I don't agree with that. I, I would term. say in the grand scheme of GameStop scumminess, it's not huge or the grander video game scumminess, but it's still shitty. Agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know when it comes to all these various retailers, whether it be Best Buy, GameStop, who uh, Amazon, you know, Microsoft, Sony, whoever's selling PS5s mm-hmm. or Series Xs. I know they don't really care who buys the console. They just care that it sells out in three seconds, right? Mm-hmm. But it would be nice if they would do something like waitlist rather than just throwing it up for sale and all the bots and the scalpers come along and scoop up 80% of them. Yeah, but they don't care. I know they don't care. They don't give a shit. So that's what I'm saying. I would I would pay for a service if I'm going to... If I'm going to get put on a wait list or something, then that's a you're sure. providing me a value. Mm-hmm. But to just pay twenty dollars to possibly get absolutely nothing. I'm sorry, but you're getting Game Informer every month. You don't find that yeah. to be a value. Yeah, a magazine. What a value <laughs> in today's day and age. How long have magazines been completely kaput for? See, like, I still get like food and wine, and I love getting that every. I month. think that's. That's different. It though. is a little different than like in a video game magazine. Is like this is. Completely it's outdated the moment right. you get it. Yeah. It's outdated when they print it. Little yeah. when you get it. Yeah. So it, like with it's recipes and that kind thing. of stuff, it's 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 a different story. Yeah. But even back to like the subscribing thing, we were laughing too because Bob was like, "Oh, okay," because I got uh, uh, for Christmas. I asked for uh, a Good Omens on blu-ray so I'm like okay great i've got it on blu-ray if we want to get rid of amazon we can get rid of amazon because that's the only place you can watch it but then we were like oh wait bob watches the expanse so we need to at least keep it so bob can watch the expanse but now there's going to be a season two so <laughs> you know they already got the claws in bob yep no you, ne- you never get rid of prime no unfortunately nope yeah, and well, in Prime, I mean, if you're using Amazon enough, you almost have to have it. Mm-hmm. I know what they're no. doing. Well, I mean, and, and that's the problem, because you, as a consumer, you actually do get quite a lot of value from it, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the problem with Prime, is, and Amazon in general, is it's not like you're not getting value for your subscription. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who, like have it and just forget about it and don't use it but i will say in the last like year or so i have been actively trying to like let me go to the realtor the uh, the person i can buy this from directly instead of using prime because what did they they made like trillions of dollars during covid and it's like go fuck yourself you know but But I mean, no, we still use it. It's not like we don't use it. Yeah, so. we still use it, and I mean, there are things like I think about um, certain medical supplies that we've needed right. in the last year. Um, that doesn't change the fact that Amazon's business practices are shitty, and yeah. that you should. I, I I think you know you should try and minimize your use of Amazon. Uh, just a lot of times, it's what so you want entrenched. It's yeah. It's either. The only place you can get it in a reasonable amount of time, or at all, or it's it's just, you know, 
it's it's not even the cheapest though. That's the thing. It, the 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 price can it's all about getting it to you when you want it. That's what Amazon does. Well, that's the thing is sometimes you'll go and look at something, whatever it is, and maybe it's the exact same price on Amazon versus the direct retailer's website, right? Like whatever you're buying. But if you buy from Amazon and assuming it's on Prime, which almost everything is on Amazon, you know, there's very few things that are using like a standard shipping. Right. But assuming it's on Prime, you know, you know you're going to get it in one to two days. If I go and say I want to buy like a Turtle Beach headset, for example, and I want to buy it straight from them, well, you know, who knows how their shipping is going to be? Who knows how long it's going to take them to get it out of their warehouse? Yeah. And then who knows how long, what, how they're going to ship it, you know? So I could pay the same price from A and B, mm-hmm. but from A, it might take me a week to get, and from B, it's going to take me one day. Yeah. Well, in... And Amazon has a great return policy. Uh, that's what I was just about to say is, you know, if you're going to buy anything where you're not sure if you're going to keep it, um, Amazon is always a, a nice option uh, for that. But oh, well, I, I just remembered I have Top Chef to watch yes, you on do. Amazon. Yes. Well, and that's the, you know, I don't know how they do it if it's like price of the item or what sort of type of item it is but there's a lot of stuff with amazon that if you want to return it you don't even have to package it up you just walk it into a ups store and hand it to them yeah you know um there's certain things you do have to package and label but a, a lot of stuff you know i think like I, if stuff has like a battery in it they almost always have you package it yourself yeah because they want all the proper labeling on the box but for a lot of stuff, you know, you just walk it into a UPS store. Oh, yeah, here, scan this. Okay, thanks. See you later. Well, what was really, I was watching a video um, from Wendover Productions, which is the company that makes that video we were watching earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, they were explaining the logistics of Amazon. And what's so interesting about that versus a lot of other logistics is Amazon. Amazon figured out that two-day shipping was what most people would want you know if you could get it overnight great but people aren't willing to pay for overnight it but if you couldn't get it within two days then you would severely drop off um your willingness to buy it Mm -hmm. right so two days turned out to be a sweet spot that's where they came up with that the interesting thing about two-day shipping is versus the overnight shipping that FedEx and UPS um, have built their networks out of is that it really opens up how you get things from places to places. So that's why it's not just that Amazon wants to control everything they do, but they're, they were able to build a logistics network with, Am- with Prime Air and all that other fun junk based around two-day shipping that is much more convenient, has much better, like, uh, airport hours and much more flexibility than, like, UPS and FedEx can do. So they were able to... So, and now we were, we're all trained to two-day shipping. So um, whether or not, you know, that would matter for you um, in a particular instance. Um, and, you know, on top of that, 
it goes back to the returns is they don't care honestly if they get it back in two days or three days you know you drop it off at ups they probably have a pallet somewhere in the back they just toss all their amazon stuff on and yeah they just toss in a box or something and, and once box, that box is full yeah exactly it, it goes um so i mean you have to you i do have to admire what amazon has accomplished in terms of their logistics network i just really wish they weren't you know enslaving people in their warehouses what? that's not what's happening shut up stop talking about it like that did bezos get launched into space yet not yet okay no i think he or um richard branson's trying to beat him they cannot like, let's let them all all go let them compete everybody go yeah you go destroy have, go destroy another planet y'all have fun have a good time i hey. i at least enjoy richard branson he's got it's like he's like the joe namath of ceos he's got he's got some flair to him i appreciate that well if you're going to be an eccentric billionaire be an eccentric be an eccentric billionaire you need to be like lean into your horribleness, lean into the maniacalness, like have some fun with it. Hey, Erica. Yes, love. Have you heard about Sasha Banks? I am so like unplugged from anything WWE, so no. So people caught Sasha Banks liking. A bunch of not just anti-vaccination Instagram oh, posts, baby. but the full-blown lunatic Instagram posts, oh, like like out there. And you remember how Drake Wirtz mm-hmm. was crazy? Oh no, he's been spreading it around. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that, that was a nice run we had there. Now, I bring this up not because she's a lunatic, because there's a lot of lunatics out there, unfortunately. But I bring it up because how dumb do you have to be to go on your, essentially what is your work, public persona Instagram account and like these posts? Yeah. We were talking about this over dinner with one, uh, was it Gina Carano? Uh Like, you stupid fuck. Like why? Why you were you were at the teat? You were at the Disney teat, the Star Wars Disney teat. You were good for life, you stupid, stupid fuck. Well, and here's the thing. You know, we we kind of talked about how, like Michael Jordan in his heyday, wouldn't really talk about certain topics because what was his famous line? Republicans buy shoes too, and people got pissed off about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I won't lie. When they said it in the documentary, I was like, fuck you, Michael Jordan. <laughs> fuck those Republicans. I don't care if they buy shoes. Fuck off. Uh, but the thing is, you know, if you're Sasha Banks, you have to know your audiences or your hopeful potential audience would be everyone, not just crazy people. And, you know, you also should be able to accept, even if you have a lunatic viewpoint, you should be able to accept that I am in the minority. No, they those people don't at all. I know. They think they're like, you know, fighting for God's divine will or something like that or protecting people or whatever the what, deal what's is. What's the dumb thing that they say? Where we go one, we go all or some bullshit? I don't know. I haven't heard oh. that. You know what I'm talking about. The QAnon thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. We yeah. watched a, a really good documentary about um, uh, Flat Earth, and they kind of tied QAnon into that, and it was uh, upsetting and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, you know, I feel like if you deeply need to like go like and view these posts and whatever the deal is, just make, your, account, just make a fake account with some random name. Dummy account, dude. Draw a bunch of numbers at the end so they don't yeah. think it's, a, it's just a bot and then you're fine. Do you, you know who probably has some goofy views? Paul Rudd. But you know what? The only thing Paul Rudd ever does is smile and take pictures with people. He's not an idiot. And that's and that's fine. Like that's the, the that's what you want, right? Like and I like the the paparazzi isn't following Paul Rudd around. You want to just kind of just right underneath, just kind of slip under and just be like known as like, yeah, I'm like the nice cool cute guy who smiles all the time. Hey, right. you know? Look how non-threatening I am. That's what you want. That's the gig. And cuz there's a lot of people there are a lot of celebrities who are right wing and I mean, of course, it makes sense. Well, you make that much money, yeah. You, they, you're you you're need, in a different league. Vote your interests, right. right? You know, like, but you think about it. I mean, they they generally try to keep quiet about it, and they don't they don't go too nutty. Now, occasionally, you get people like Ben Stein who kind of go off the rails, but um, he was always off the. Rails. He was always off the rails. James <laughs> Woods, beach writer for Nixon. Oh, James, James Woods. Woods. But oh, buddy. But you know, it's. I think even most of the people, you know, I, I would say probably most of the older celebrities who are right wing know better than to be going out there and John talking about it, right? Politics, because they know that if they make a stink and people don't want to watch them, they're out of a job. And yeah, they, depending. Well, yeah. I depending. mean, not necessarily. But if you diddle some kids, you'll be off for a few years and they'll start bringing you back slowly. You know what's kind of crazy when you think about it is the fact that Tom Cruise went fully off the rails, full on crazy town, and it like never impacted his career at all. Maybe a little, like very, very, very little. But yeah, no, he's fine. <laughs> it's just kind of, you know, some people that kind of behavior would have ended them. You know, which but maybe just shows Tom you Cruise. how much power he wields. It's Tom Cruise, right? I know you won't watch anything with him in it anymore. No, but I I told him he's missing out on uh, Edge of Tomorrow, which is an excellent movie. That's a good movie. You get to watch. You know him what Tom Cruise is great times. in? Tropic Thunder. Yep. Yep. True. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you saw Tropic Thunder, Bob? It's on Prime Video. Like literally a few days ago, <laughs> on an airplane. Oh, did you watch it on the plane? <laughs> Nice but, segue. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting that off. That movie's spectacular. Oh, that oh movie's glorious. So amazing. Oh. Um, but no, I mean, listen, I think that's part of the part of the issue that we had with um with dipshit was you know, you're supposed to keep some of these thoughts quiet. You're not you, You're not supposed to say the quiet part loud. You know, like you're supposed to kind of bite your tongue and you know, vote And which dipshit are you are you talking about? 
Hmm? Which dipshit? The orange one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I figured that was like where you were going, but I wasn't totally sure. Yeah. I'm like, there's lots of dipshits. But, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's like, you know, was Biden my first choice? Absolutely not. No. Um, and really, I don't trust anyone who is full of themselves enough to run for public office at all. Nevertheless, the president of the United States. But at least Biden seems to get it that stability is important Mm -hmm. you know and that i you get all these people who voted for trump and support trump like what they don't really seem to grasp or care to grasp is that the reason we have more money than any other country on the planet now, it's not necessarily distributed fairly, but the reason we do that, the reason life is so good here in general is because of stability. You throw that out of whack because you want to rile up the system to drain the swamp. Look at what happened last year. Not even that, but just one thing happened to kind of push stuff over the edge a little bit. Yeah. And it was... The economy was in chaos. You know who probably loved COVID, speaking of celebrities? Celebrities. Because they could put on a mask, they could put on glasses, and they could go places. And you're anonymous. And no one's going to know who you are. That's why when people are like, oh, I'd love to be famous. Why? No. It's like probably the first time Brad Pitt's been able to leave his house in like 30 years. Walking down the street, just like, this is fucking great. Yeah, I might get a highly infectious disease and die, but at least I can leave my home. I can walk down the street and not be accosted. Except Ben Affleck. That poor man. That poor he just wants his dunks, man. <laughs> he just wants his dunks. Leave the man alone. <laughs> Those pictures are outstanding though. Hey, I was trying to think of an example of a female celebrity who was crazy and it doesn't seem to have impacted her career, and I came up with one. Who you got? Amber Heard. She cut Johnny Depp's finger off. She beat him over the head with didn't like a frying get, pan. Didn't she get cut out of Aquaman? I don't think so. I it doesn't. She was. It doesn't seem like it's impacted her yet. She was in Aquaman, didn't I, know. Well, no, I thought she got cut out of the sequel. Is she? I, I haven't read so. that. I have no idea. There's always been rumors, but that I I haven't read it being official, like someone else being put in that hmm. role. That's okay. also an. I just it's DC. I don't care I, I'm not it. paying yeah, it. unless I, I unless they tell me hey. We're making a, a Green Lantern core movie or TV series with like some people that I trust to make it properly. I really don't give a shit about what. DC if they says. tell me, whatever DC, any property, if Christopher Nolan is writing and directing, fill in the blank, then I care. Okay. Until then, I'll come back to the party. <laughs> until then, until then, I'm waiting for my like, Uber. <coughs> even that, I'm like. I don't know. He just seems kind of full of himself anymore. But of course wow. he is. He's one of the best directors on the planet. You'd be full of yourself too. But um, they, they're all full of themselves. Yeah. I you, mean, you don't. You don't. You're not an actor or a director or something. Yeah. You would not be full of yourself. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, do you have any desire to see Tenant? No, I would have watched it already if I had. Exactly. So, I mean, the Christopher Nolan name doesn't mean that much to me anymore, personally. Look, 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 look. That man made the Batman trilogy, and he made Inception. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what else he does. I I mean, you also think Inception is the greatest movie of all time, and I 
I think it's fine. I think it's a good movie. Oh, uh, look. Are look, we getting? Look. Are we doing this? Look, look, look. Doing look, this. Look, Troll bow, King of Chicago. I appreciate. Okay. I appreciate what you're doing. I do. That's it's not, not going to work. <laughs> uh, Inception is not the greatest movie of all time. It's very, very good. Easily at least a nine out of ten, if not possibly a ten out of ten. Perfect, flawless movie for what it set out to be. It's just so confusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that summer when people like... I, I remember telling people, yeah, I'm finally going to go. Because I waited a while. I didn't get a chance to see it until like maybe a month or so after it came out. People were like, really make sure you pay attention. And I'm like... What do you do in the movie theater? I'm like, I'm going to a movie. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch the movie that I'm paid. Isn't the whole point of going to a movie theater to block everything else out and have an experience? Right. And get pissed at the people around you for making even the slightest bit of noise. Oh, but man. I went like during the day or something. It was like an afternoon show. There was nobody else in the in the theater. And I was just like, one, I'm like, everybody that told me this is confusing is either an idiot or has their finger up their nose and was like staring at the ceiling throughout the entire movie. I really didn't find it. Hard to follow, but... Look, if there's one thing we've learned over the last four years is, as we've already stated, there's an amazing, incredible amount of fucking morons. That just needs to be the title of this episode, People Are Idiots. People Are Idiots. Well, here's here's another one for you. So, I'm watching Loki. I don't know why. He was gone, so I was like, let me watch the first three episodes. Whatever. I like Tom Hiddleston. I enjoy looking at his face. Let's throw it on. Owen Wilson's getting the Marvel check. Hey, great. I got to say something about that guy real quick. I can't say his last name, so I'm just going to say Tom. (laughs) Tom, hey. Tom. Hey, Tom. Tom. You better keep doing these Marvel movies because I don't know if it's like makeup or lighting or whatever the deal is, but Tom in the Marvel movies looks like this really good looking dude, right? Mm -hmm. When you see a picture of Tom out in the world (laughs) on the street, he looks like he's 60 and hooked on heroin. (laughs) (laughs) I might disagree, but sure. No, seriously. You got to see him when he's not out in makeup. You need to send me a picture then. He looks so bad. <laughs> I also, I enjoyed him in, uh, uh, was it Skull Island? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, everybody's delightful in that movie though. That's just a fun fucking movie, but, um, no, you're on the Marvel gravy train, man. You got to hold on to that for as long as you fucking can. Yep. Um, but so anyway, so everybody made a big stink because in the show they confirmed basically that the character was bi. And it's like, okay, that's great. That's wonderful. It's still Disney. So they're not going to. Well, and the other thing that really drives me crazy with this. It's not like they're going to show him humping another dude. Right. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, look, it's 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 who's the fucker that plays Thor? Uh, Liam Helmsworth. They're not going to. Chris. Chris Helmsworth. They're not going to trot him out. and They're not going to start fucking on the screen. Liam. Liam is his severely less. That's the lesser. Brother. That's the lesser Helmsworth. That's right. It's just kind of like you got a crumb and Disney knows that they're just giving you a crumb. And they know you're all going to get all excited about it and post about it on your Tumblrs and your Twitters and be all happy. Hey, look at this. Isn't this great? And representation matters. I firmly believe that. But then, one, you can't get pissed when in the next episode, which I didn't really get the vibe of, but, you know, I'm not watching things just to exclusively be mad. They, um, I'm not going to go into spoilers or anything. I don't think any of you care, but I don't know if the listener cares. Um... He appears to start developing feelings for a female character, and people got very, very angry. And it's like, one, are he's you, bi. Not are, are you aware of what bi means? First of all, let's not get into that whole debate. Two, 
I'm not really sure what they were watching. Not the vibe I was getting. You know, I've noticed that, by the way, that a lot of people seem to think that bisexual means gay. Well, a lot of people think that it's just a stop That's uh, true. On, on, the, on the way. That's true. It's not. You can be attracted to both. Whatever. Whoa. I know. Crazy views from from the fucking podcast. But it's just like, you, you, you got a crumb. And Disney knows what they're doing. They know you're going to jump on and make all this noise about it. Make it seem like, oh, what a great company. They care. They, they don't. Yeah. They don't give a shit. <laughs> well, that's okay? like every June rolls around and it's Pride Month. And suddenly all these corporations are really progressive. Well, and then July 1st hits and it's like, that's it. Boop, and we're done. But it's just like the corporations are not your friends. You can enjoy no. the properties that they, they put out, but don't don't act like Disney cares about you. Disney doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah. No. I mean, it's people are so dumb about that well, shit. Well, it's just it. I, I was watching it because I made the mistake of jumping on because sometimes I'll be like, oh, let's see what people thought. It doesn't ultimately bother my reading of it. I just get annoyed when people are stupid about stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's a weird way that they would choose to go with this. And then I watch the episode and I'm like, eh, nah, I don't know don't what you really guys are talking it. about. Yeah. Well, but then I'm not also watching things, well, most things, with the expressed like, ooh, that's my ship. I need my ship confirmed. Or that doesn't confirm my ship. That goes against my fanfic. I'm going to be mad. Like, guys... Well, Guys. I think this just kind of goes to humanity in general. You have a astounding amount of people who just watch and read and consume everything with the almost express goal of getting mad and just finding something to nitpick and being upset about it. And this comes, you know, this goes for like fandoms of various things. That's why I stopped watching WWE. Twitter. Instagram, it was exhausting. Facebook. You just have an amazing amount of people who just want to be mad about stuff. And I and then they, you know, they find other people who are mad and they just like get their echo chamber going. And I don't think people something's going on in the world where like and companies think this too. They think like Twitter's real life. It's like Twitter, no. the, especially the views you see on Twitter are such a tiny tiny min- minority. Like it really is just such a small amount of people who are actually expressing their viewpoint on something. And then you have to take into account that it's probably even smaller than you think because there's so much botting. Yeah. You know? No, I just recently went on and I'm just like, I'm getting rid of everything. I'm just going to keep, like, the fan artists that I follow and, like, some, like, Critical Role stuff, some Good Omen stuff, and some Pacific Rim stuff. I'm, I'm not... And it's all stuff that it's like I don't I don't want to hear arguments, I don't want to hear petty fandom bullshit. I am old. I got no fucking time for it. Mm-hmm. Just shut up. I want to enjoy the things I enjoy. Right. Yeah. Well, and people, people think a lot of these services are basically designed to get you mad, but they're really not. They're just designed to engage you. And so if you are going in there and all you ever search for is stuff that's going to piss you off well it's going to feed you back a bunch of stuff that's going to piss you off you know well and i'm not going to say that there isn't stuff that you shouldn't get mad about because there's definitely stuff you should get mad about for sure but 
But some people want to be mad all the time. Yes. And a lot of them are all over social media. Yes. There's like, essentially, there's like, let me see. What are the predominant groups on social media? You have people who want to be mad about stuff and want to like catch people and get people Mm -hmm. and uh, cancel people. You have that category. You have like fitness models. That's probably like 90% of Instagram, frankly. (laughs) I mean, is it not, Bob? Can't argue with it. I think I really think like just like Tumblr was all porn, right? And the moment they killed porn on Tumblr, it was like Tumblr just vanished from existence. There's another one. I'm laughing because it's so fucking true. It is. Oh, there's another one. I was reading the other day. OnlyFans wants to transition away from porn. I saw that. It's like why? What? That's your fucking platform. That's the whole point of you. Is the goal to make way less money? Right. Like. Well, there's this this veneer of like, well, we, we want to be respectable. And it's like, don't fucking start with that. There is not these people, uh, as long as it's people who are consenting and are fully aware of what they're doing, there is nothing wrong with with selling your body like that. That's what people came to OnlyFans for. Right. It's like, that's your business. Right. If you design that place or you own it or whatever, whoever made OnlyFans, I don't even know if anyone really knows. But I've never heard anyone talk about whoever uh-huh. OnlyFans, whoever owns OnlyFans. But it's like, you just go fucking swim in your vault of gold coins. Enjoy all your money. You're the middleman. It's the best place to be. Yep. <laughs> it's the platform. Right. It's like Steam. Well, why doesn't why doesn't Valve make games anymore? Because Gabe became the middleman, and all he has to do is keep the fucking lights on yep. and keep the servers functioning, and just watch and the coins pour into his vault. money forever, right? And that's OnlyFans. Just sit back, keep the platform running well, keep the servers fast. Maybe iterate slightly to make you know the service a little bit better. Don't change anything too much. And just watch the money flow in. Right. I'd love to be those people. But you know what the problem is? We got to find someone comes into the board meeting, right? And it's like, we got to find a way to make more, more money. money. Right. Because it's not enough to have like all of most the of the money. Yeah. You got to have all the money. Yep. And it's so dumb. And yep. it's the same reason Tumblr got killed. Because everyone wants to be in the porn business, but no then wants no one say. wants to be in the porn business. But then it, it's just kind of like, it, it's like, let people post their, like, not safe for work fanfic, man. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Curate your online experience if you don't want to see that. That's another thing that annoys me. I've been chatting about a lot lately. People are like, okay, I don't mean to, like, keep rolling it back to all my shit, but, like, on, you're aware of Archive of Your Own, right? archive of our own yeah yeah yeah. that's the Uh fanfic website and it's just it has a robust tagging system and people are very good about tagging shit so if something is tagged above the story and it's a thing you don't like it is on you to not click and read that story yeah don't read it and then complain it's there it's tagged you need to take some responsibility. Why is this a story about furries? For your ex. It right. said it was a fucking story about furries. <laughs> what you doing in the furry tag, bro? Like, wh- what's well, going on? And, and I, I, I do not frequent AO3, but you have described this to me. I before. am there literally every day. And and what I really like about that is like the ability to fil- like to, to make it so there's the stuff you don't want to see, you don't see. 
and I wish that was true at most websites. Oh, dude, it's it's fucking great because it's just like I don't like this, I don't like this, I'm not in the mood for this, I don't want to look at this. There's one website in particular I think of I've stopped going to because I don't want to see a particular set of content. And it's like if I could only filter that out. <laughs> that what, I, what website? Yeah, is what this? website? It's Kotaku. And what don't you want to see? Cosplay. Really? No. I have no desire to see it. I will tell you, I have not been on Kotaku in, it's got to be since I I was working in an office. Is it that much cosplay? There was so much cosplay stuff. Really? Was there a con recently? No, just in general. Oh. Just they always have, it's like, it's got to be one of their daily quotas. Well, and it's like a content. They got to put something up, Right. right? Oh, interesting. I do have to say, speaking of, furries you know i'm generally pretty accepting of whatever people are into mm-hmm. furries are just some weird fucking people man hey you know what whatever gets you off man those those are some weird fucking people it's fine that's how, how do you know i've seen them <laughs> i was at i li- i exist on the internet <laughs> i was at adventure league once and i was chatting with a guy and he was he's talking about how he'd gone to a convention and he got some uh art commission they're like oh yeah right on man right on not realizing what i'm walking into and then he shows it to me, and I'm like, oh, you're a furry. Okay. Was it, like, explicit? It was a little explicit. Mm. I was like, those are tits, and you don't know me. I don't, I don't need to be seeing this, yeah, but that's thanks. That's weird. great. That's a little weird. But um, it, it was just kind of, like, kind of inappropriate. But I'm like, eh, whatever, man. You seem nice enough. <laughs> whatever. Right, whatever gets you off, dude. I don't get it. I don't get it at all, but I'm not here to kink shame. So... I'm generally I agree with you, but this one thing. It's like people having a foot fetish. It's like, come on, man. Well, a I foot, think feet are disgusting, but that's foot. that's just me. You know. Yeah. <laughs> again, hey, if that's your thing, that's great. Just stay the fuck away from me. No, I'd like to be clear here on subtle interference. We deeply hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But no, I just I get very annoyed cuz it's like you're you're seeing a lot of like and I feel like in the in the younger generation coming up, this like purity policing, being very concerned yeah. about like, you know, ooh, that's a little, t- and it's like, no, 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 we're not doing that. I have no interest in that. Like, no, 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 no. Get some experience, read a fucking history book, and then maybe we can have a conversation. But it, you need to be, if you are not responsible enough to be able to curate your online experience, you are not responsible enough to be online. Well, and here's the thing. I think we've talked about this before, but when it comes to certain types of content, sexual content, uh, to me, it's like we live in a capitalist society. Mm -hmm. So vote with your wallet because that's the only way you're going to get through. Right. Like correct. Something like remember when we were younger. I don't know. I wouldn't say growing up, but when we were younger. The Dead or Alive games were pretty popular. People mm-hmm. would always flip out every time a new one comes out. All the girls' boobs are huge. They're bouncing all over the place. It's like, well, if you don't like that, don't buy it. Right. And I think that series has kind of fallen off over time because they've always had that. They've maybe toned it down a little bit over time. But they're the characters are the characters, and they've pretty much stuck with that. And I think... To a certain degree, it's kind of harmed that series. So, you know, I don't know. Vote with your wallet. If there's something, if 
if people want to see that, they'll buy it. And if it's so off-putting that they don't want it, they won't. That's literally the only way that anything gets gets mm-hmm. done. Oh, I th- we, we think we can make money with this. Okay, so do it. We don't think we can make money with it. We're going to lose money if we do this. Okay, well, let's not do it. Right. That's that's what makes the decisions. And it's like, no matter what, in like... What's right or wrong doesn't factor into anything. Doesn't right. matter. Doesn't matter yeah. at all. The stuff we were talking about with the Blackhawks earlier. Doesn't matter. What? How can we weather the storm to then make more money? That's all that matters. Yeah. If if next year the building was half full because people were so put off, they would react. Yes. Correct. But if the but if opening night the building's full and they got no issues, they're not going to give a shit. Nope. Yep. They're not going to give a shit unless they're made to give a shit. Oh, look, Disney put out a bunch of pride pins. Ooh, I can buy them and it's going to be great. Disney did that because they knew they could make money off of your ass. Yeah. You know what other kind of pins that you see out there in the wild with Disney stuff? The thin blue line flag. So it's that I don't know that those are officially sanctioned, but it's, yeah, it's just the only reason anything is anything is because of money. I'm not like a, you know, I'm not like a rah, rah patriotism guy. But when I see the American flag as that thin blue line logo, it's like, this is real some really hey, some trash shit. Hey, have you ever noticed that those people who got so offended that a black athlete uh, was protesting during the anthem are so quick to deface uh, the the flag? Funny. Funny how that works, huh? Funny that. Yeah. Ooh, ooh additional part of that rant stop with that fucking like thin red line flag don't go lumping the firefighters in with the fucking cops all right different things different things the firefighters don't need your bullshit flag and if you are a fighter fighter and you, you fly that flag you should be fucking ashamed of yourselves a lot of zeffs in that sentence it was a little hard to say but i got through but <laughs> i, don't I think got i've through. ever even seen that one. they're out there it's oh, it, yeah. it makes me so angry it just it infuriates yeah. or th- me. You get or you get not just the the, the, red, the combo, the combo or the the tri combo with the green, which I still don't even know. You told me once. Park so Rangers. Then. Yeah. Well, what is that? The Park Ranger. Don't lump the Park Rangers in with the indiscriminate murderers. Let's not do that, okay? You know what else is an offensive combo? When people take a sports jersey and they split it in half so it's like two teams' jerseys combined. Pick a fucking side. That's right. Pick a side. That's right. Fucking bullshit, man. I see somebody with like a half Blackhawks, half Red Wings jersey. I'm oh, that thing should their, be tarred and feathered. I'm ripping it off their body and I get, I'm burning it. You so, should be drawn and quartered in the streets. So I was in Boston... In 2004, when the Sox won the World Series, um, and if you're gonna say what you think you're about to say, I hope the person was murdered in the streets. So <laughs> there was a so BU where I went to college um, had a lot of people from New York. So you had a lot of people who just wanted to antagonize all the Boston fans. What? Go figure. I know that's hard to believe. Most of them, though, were smart enough not to show up to the celebration in Kenmore Square after the Sox won. There was one guy, though, who was not very smart. Uh, Came charging 
over the Mass Turnpike with his Yankees jersey on, screaming Yankees rule or whatever he was saying. The crowd ripped the jersey off his back and burned it on the bridge. Which is exactly the correct reaction. Because here's the other thing. People take take joy in something. The Sox won after 80-something years. Shut up. Just go, you know, for the day, for the week, just go sit down and shut up. Let people be happy. No. For five seconds. <laughs> let, let, the, let them have this. All right? You know what was funny was the uh, Montreal Canadiens made the Stanley Cup this year. And, you know, they've been bad forever. Uh, so when they won the game to make the Stanley Cup, people are like, not partying in the streets of Montreal, rioting. Like they're flipping cars. They're full blown rioting. Yeah, it's like do. it's like that's like a Chicago you know reaction. You, you guys know you won, right? Like, I was like, the Islanders won a game in Nassau Coliseum or whatever, and they ended up losing the series, but they won this one game. And when they won the game in overtime, people are they're celebrating on the ice, and people are throwing beer cans onto them. It's like your team won. <laughs> You're pelting your own team they, with beer cans. They learned from Philadelphia. Well, no, then it would have been batteries. <laughs> the players, the players are like this, going off the ice. It's like, like you please, idiots, please stop. I don't want a concussion. Oh, I was at a wrestling show once, and it would. Do you know who um, Eric Cannon is? No. Okay, indie guy. Been around for a while. Uh, uh, PBR guy, right? PBR guy enjoys a PBR. He, um, I don't remember if he was. Why do I remember that? That's, that's, that's impressive. I'm impressed. Somebody in the middle of a match hucked a full PBR can at him. I think he was at a freelance show. Clocked him right in the head and he went down. So that shit hurts like a bitch. Yeah. Then you got a whole stadium of people. This was like well, 40 people I'm, at like a I'm fucking bar. I'm hoping at least they were empty. And they were not the regular beer cans, dude. They were the big ones. It's so, all boys. Yeah. You could kill someone with that. Legitimately, you could. Yes. He got up and finished the match, but I was like, what the fuck is the matter with you people? Oh, my God. I at least kind of get it. Not that you should do it, but I kind of get it if your team loses. But you win? It's like when, man, they should have never let that shit get started in WCW when people were throwing trash in the ring. Oh, my God, yeah. That was so low rent. Yeah, it really was. It's just such a bad look. Well, because then everybody is like, ooh, ooh, we can do this now. So then it's, yeah. Hey, Bob, I want to talk about something. Do you have a prediction on whether or not Windows 11 is going to follow the golden rule of every other Windows being bad? Um, I, I'm fairly certain it will. And I'll tell you why. Because I've seen some screenshots and they've changed the UI a bit. And um, whether or not it actually is bad is debatable. But people will hate it <laughs> regardless. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to... I definitely think it's going to follow the rule. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think adoption is going to be really bad just because of that, um, the TPM mod, no, I shouldn't say module because that's in the name, the trusted part mon- module. AT- ATM machine. <laughs> yeah. 
just off that system requirement alone, you're almost like guaranteeing no one's going to upgrade to it, even though the upgrade's free. Yeah. Because like most people just aren't going to have that part. And as you've said, the scalping market's already gone crazy. Yep. Yep. Um, God knows I don't have it in my tower upstairs. You checked? Um, I, I didn't. But our tower. Our tower. It's our computer. I haven't checked, mm. but uh, comfortable. I don't <laughs> remember installing it. And it hasn't been common on motherboards until just recently. So, and that motherboard's kind of old. Um, so. Mm. The motherboard is fine. You know, let me, uh, this actually brings <laughs> up, thank you, thank you. I can transition this. This brings up another topic. Our loyal listener who loves his eye racing. The other day, yesterday, was like, you know, I was thinking about maybe upgrading, you know, the motherboard and the CPU. And I was like, absolutely not. You upgraded your RAM. You upgraded your hard drive. You upgraded your monitor. You're playing a game that looks like it belongs on a PS2. You don't need to upgrade your CPU or your GPU. You're throwing money right out the window. That's when, like, Bob had the computer all, like, fixed up and souped up. And I was like... Time to play Undertale. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stardew Valley time. Let's, let's test out this uh, this card. Stardew Valley's running at 700 <laughs> FPS. And it's stunning. I'd say go for it. I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah, you're just burning money. <laughs> Especially no. right now. Well, well that, that is the annoying thing. I mean, what, what could... What could they possibly have in Windows 11 that is going to convince me um, to want to try and get permission to upgrade our computer so that we can get Windows 11? Well, here's the other problem. You know, the way the Windows, these Windows um, CD keys work now is they're they actually are like baked into your motherboard, right? They're mm-hmm. not even, it's not even like an actual CD key that you put in right. anymore. So if you start changing too many parts, your activation becomes invalid. Yeah, and you so gotta buy Windows again. If you have to, if you have to change so many parts or add so many things to your machine just to get Windows 11 to actually run, then you're not even getting a free upgrade anymore. Yep. So it's a complete waste of time. I'm going to I'm going to be so I'm going to laugh so hard when like 2 years after Windows 11 comes out, it's like, yeah, it's currently active on 3% of Windows PCs. <laughs> because yeah, I mean if anyone goes out and buys a computer, obviously they'll have it. But for everyone else, you can't even upgrade if you want to. Yeah. I that is a a crazy requirement. Um, and it's gonna, and it sucks. I hate this shit because Windows, Microsoft was actually going down a path of like basically being going towards forced upgrades, um, and just trying to really keep everyone on, on the latest version as much as possible. And this is totally going to shit that. And especially, um, in the corporate world, that's going to be a huge shift and I can tell you from working in that kind of licensing environment 
doing upgrades like this is like pulling teeth. Well, and, and now you're adding more barriers. And what's going to happen is, I, I mean, you already know this. That Everyone knows this. This is not a surprise. All the IT guys in every company worldwide are just going to be saying, we're staying on Windows 10 until it's end of life. And then we'll see yep. where we're at. And it's not end of life for like another f- four years or something. So until they stop doing security patches for Windows 10, all the IT guys are going to be lobbying every right. day. We like, don't need not- to upgrade anything. Mm-hmm. This is not worth the hassle. Yep. If we're going to have to replace so many computers. Fuck that. Yep. And that's all the IT guy has to say is it's going to cost us this much. Right. We need to replace computers. Nope. We're not doing it. Yep. And then what'll end up. Finger thing means the money. And then you're going to end up in a situation where you're going to have, you'll have a fragmented uh, internal systems where you'll have some people on Windows 11, some people on Windows 10. And then you're you're going to have to support two different operating systems, and it's it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a nightmare. Um, so thanks, Windows. You know it's a fucking nightmare. These fucking fireworks. <laughs> it's been like for like three weeks. Just really? Yeah. I haven't been hearing. Fireworks I was going to ask if it's been how it's been by you, but no. Yeah, it hasn't been terrible, but there's been idiots shooting stuff off for like three weeks. Hmm. There's one right there. Yeah. I don't know if any of this is picking up, but. Bob. It is. Bob. We're recording this a couple days before the 4th of July in America. Not that we have any international listeners, but. Who knows? We apologize for the noise. Bob, are you ready to tell us about your trip to Alaska? I am ready to start talking about my trip to Alaska. That's great. Are you ready to listen to me talk about my trip to Alaska? I'm ready I'll to pull up a fic and read because <laughs> I've heard this story a couple times. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll listen, you know. Kind of. I'll get the general gist of it. <laughs> All right, let's see, let's see how, if I can make it uh, interesting enough for you and for our listener. Um, hasn't he already heard about it though? <laughs> I didn't know. I haven't. I haven't been on the party to tell. Yeah, I think. I think he has. But you know, fuck him. I didn't say like <laughs> let him go. Yeah, I just no. You've been in the party a couple times. You got on the night you got home. Did I? Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of delusional. You were, but just I was shocked you got on because it was like you were falling asleep on the couch. Anyway. Anyways, so he felt. Oh, I don't know if that was the night. One of these nights, I'm trying to talk to him about something, and he's straight up asleep. <laughs> it was probably that night. And I'm like, Bob, I think you're asleep. You should just go to bed. Because I was like, like <laughs> I was upstairs, and I see him walking down, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm going to go on the party for a little while. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, dude, it was like 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and you were like out on the couch. As Izzy was trying to like climb all over you, dude, like go the fuck to bed. Oh yeah, that that was that was fun. So I get back, and um, so I took the the red eye from Fairbanks to Chicago. So you know we we fly out of Fairbanks at like ten o'clock Fairbanks time, and we land in Chicago about seven o'clock in the morning. Um, immediately come home, and then I'm just 
like not I, I'm just so tired like it's kind of hard to describe how tired I was and I just kept and, and like drowsy tired not like achy not like that feeling of exhaustion just really drowsy all day and like in so like Erica was describing I was on the couch like trying to keep an eye on Izzy and I'm just I just keep falling asleep um trying and failing yeah um didn't try that hard yep no I if I was standing I was okay but as soon as I was sitting down I was when you're tired Sitting or laying down is just like you've accepted failure. It's just you're, it's done. You're done. You're just done. But so, so that's what happened when I got back. Uh, but, but as to how we got here, as to how we got here. Uh, so last year, sometime in August, uh, you were able to keep track of months during COVID only because I know when these guys went, um, Three guys who I follow on YouTube. I didn't realize that we were like going to the we're genesis go- and the origin to- of the idea for the trip. <laughs> I'm real. I'm actually going to just settle into this <laughs> fic then. Okay. Three guys I follow on YouTube uh, on the uh, the channel Mediocre Amateur uh, decided to go bike the Denali Park Road, and uh, I watched their video, and I said, "I want to do that. That looks awesome." Flash forward to um, March-ish. You know, I hadn't really thought of it that much because of COVID up until that point. Um, Nothing was going on. The idea of going to Alaska was nowhere in even the front of my mind. Uh, Until I was able to get scheduled for a vaccine. The second I got scheduled for a vaccine, my mind immediately went to where am I going? What am I doing? How far can I get away from my wife? Wow. You're not supposed to throw me under the bus like you that. You said it. I didn't. There Damn was it. a subtle nodding. <laughs> don't don't worry, Alex. He, he will be paying dearly for a long time for this trip. Excellent. It's like, it's like the national debt. It just keeps getting bigger. I got a nice new coach bag for Mother's Day. Oh, oh, it's great! It's gorgeous. Is there anything else you'd like? Oh, I've got some trips planned. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has already divulged the the next present she would like. Oh, so um, would you like to share? I don't even know what it is. Hmm. What? You want the pizza oven? Oh yeah, yeah. For Christmas, I want a pizza oven. Oh, like you're not gonna benefit from that. Well, that's what? the funny thing. He <laughs> that's was like, like, that's like buying your, that's like buying your wife a freaking vacuum. It's like, <laughs> well, here's the thing though with that, because if he did do that, I'd beat him over the fucking head with it. <laughs> but I do genuinely want a pizza oven. It's like he feels weird sometimes. Where I'm like, oh no, I want like a new like pot or a pan. He's like, I feel weird buying you like something to cook me meals with and it's like but i enjoy cooking mm-hmm. so I, I don't take it that way right. yeah but like it does cleaning implement or something like that yeah i'm beating you to death yeah with. but like all of the things that i want have to do with you know outdoors or technology what are the other and to which erica has not as strong feelings as i do so i feel bad because all of her gifts are multi-purpose and benefit me too, but 
my gifts. I just care about the family more, you know, really making sure that we've got stuff to, good stuff to eat. And, you know, I'm, you know, see, you know, I see some people are going for sainthood. Some people want to get eaten by a bear. <laughs> <laughs> some men just want to watch the world burn. So we so we get to March. I get scheduled for a vaccine and I start thinking about what I'm going to do. And it's like, you know what? This might be crazy, but let me just check something. And I found that I could get up to Alaska for super cheap at the time. Turns out that has changed since, but I got my plane ticket when it was uh, really, really cheap. And I so you used points. I did use points, but it was low points. Um, and it was cheap enough that I was able to convince other people to come with me. And so I pitched this idea to Eric. Hey, could I go to Alaska for a couple days to, to to do this? Couple days? You're gone for five days. Couple days is two to three. You are gone for a week. You're gone for five days. Five. Five. Not a couple. Five. I like the idea that you pitched it. Because I know you. And I don't know you anywhere <laughs> near as well as Erica knows you. And I know once you've said something that you're going to do it. Like, it's not like he was never going to not do it. If I had said no, it's not that he would have stopped talking about it. He would have talked about it until he would have tried to break you. Yeah, he would have tried to break you. So you might as well just say yes. Well, and the other thing is, I I get stuff. I'm getting stuff out of this. Uh So fine, go ahead. You can take your trip. But then Eric has got some stuff coming down the pipe as well. So I pitched this. I said, hey, do you think you could do this? And my biggest concern, and I genuinely mean this, was would you would she be okay watching Izzy for however long I was gone? And and that was that was my biggest concern. So um her response to that was, I think that can work if you can find people to go with you. So I immediately start reaching out to people, trying to find people to go. Didn't have too much success right at first. Well, it wasn't all that. It was making sure that, like, it can't break the bank. Like, if you can go on points and it's Yeah. Oh, no, no, it was more than that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, obviously. But, so, so then I found, I found uh, a guy to go. Um, So, trip was on. And then... I reached out to a few other people and one person who I honestly wasn't expecting to want to or be able to go ended up saying yes too. And so now we had three. And so it's like, okay, this is actually on. Now, I've tried to run so many trips in throughout my life that have failed because people would not buy a ticket or would not commit money. So No, you know, we, we won't. Yeah. 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 So it was just like, okay, I'm not going to believe it until everyone has a plane ticket. So, so it was like, I, we, we got all the details together and we said, okay, go buy your ticket. Do it now. Do, do it. Do it. Buy your ticket. Buy your ticket. Buy your ticket. I want the commitment. Ticket. Yeah. I want, send me the email confirmation. Take a video of you clicking buy. Yes. So, so they did that. Now the trip's really on. And so we spent about three months 
uh, and preparation. And as the both of you well know, this is all that was on my mind for three months. Um, that was how long it was. It felt like six years. <laughs> it felt like longer than six months. <laughs> Because you have just the normal time frame of Bob talking about it nonstop, but then you multiply that by COVID, and it's like you're living in a challenge house. So you multiplied everything like times of infinity. So it's, it's like a relationship in a challenge house. You my wife is the same. <laughs> so we go through all this. I'm I train my butt off. Um, uh-huh. Meanwhile, throughout the course of this, I somehow end up deciding I'm going to run a marathon. So I start training for that too. I bought a whole bunch of gear. Um, that and there oh, it is. That. <laughs> but Erica, they all fell underneath the had to ask permission amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I I got all of, I got all this stuff. I got all prepped. And then on the 21st, we finally, the day had come. Uh, my buddy flew into Chicago. We hung out for a little bit. And then we went back to O'Hare and got on the plane, uh, get to Fairbanks. Um, the first thing we did in Fairbanks uh, after we dropped off our bags was we actually went to a midnight baseball game, which was really cool. Um, they do this every year on the solstice, and we just happened to be landing on the solstice. So um, we went to the midnight baseball game. That was really cool. We only stayed like two or three innings, but it was cool to see and really neat that they do that. Next day, we um, take the car. Uh, well, the car rental was a fiasco in and of itself. So um, right now, you can't rent cars in Alaska or a lot of big tourist destinations because of the microchip shortage. I'm not going to go into whole details, but if you need a car, you're going to pay out the nose. Um, the Did bu- you pay out the nose? We didn't. It wasn't cheap. Um, so the guy in the party who was responsible for renting the car had rented a car for a month later and did not find this out until he was in Fairbanks. What? He rented it for the wrong month? Yes. Like, I don't. I don't How'd you pull that off? I don't get that at all. Right, like when I book something, I'm so like obsessive about making sure the date. Yeah, is you're correct. like checking everything yeah. multiple times. Yes, yeah. no. before you click the button, you're like, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Hold on, let me start over. Okay, okay, nope. Okay, yeah, that looks good. You would think, yeah, um, yeah. We we gave him shit about it all week, but so then it be- so and I knew about this rental car shortage, so I'm sitting here worried like. Because he booked like through an Orbitz or something that the rental car company is just going to be like, well, fuck Orbitz. You know, we'll rent the car out from under him and then we'll give him some bullshit excuse, which is definitely something they would do. Um, and no, it turned out the reason we couldn't get a rental car was because my friend had booked for the wrong month. So he went through this whole rigmarole to find a car. And I'm like, you better find it. Now, fortunately, he had flown up to Fairbanks a day earlier than us. So he, you know, basically like, well, you better find some sort of transport for it. And meanwhile, I'm emailing folks who we reserve the bikes with and like all sorts of stuff to try and find a way to get down to the park. Because the park's about two hours from Fairbanks. So 
you're not getting there without some sort of transport. Um, so he finally finds a car through what is a set, uh, essentially the Airbnb of car rentals. Um, and he pulls up. It's a Dodge Charger. And, you know, fine, whatever. Weird car for Alaska, but okay. Um, and it's got, like, Blue Lives Matter shit all over it. And I'm like, come on. He really um, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. I know. I was like, fine. Um, so we get in. He's got the car, and I was immediately relieved because um, I was legitimately worried he was. We were gonna get there and just be stuck in Fairbanks. And we were hearing stories about like how people were canceling trips at the last minute because they couldn't get a car. Um, so we get there. We we sleep. And the next morning, I eat a huge breakfast, and we head down to Fairbanks or to Denali. Uh, found a uh, rented bikes from a nice company there, uh, bikedenali.com, and uh, they hooked us up with mountain bikes, with with bags, and all sorts of stuff. It took us like two hours to pack the bags on the bikes and just get ready to roll. Had lunch where my other buddy, the one who didn't. Um, mess up the car rental ate a burrito and that burrito mm. was not a good idea and we ate lunch and then we get going and so what you got to remember is we're denali national park has no cell signal it has one road that's 92 and a half miles long most of it all but 15 miles of that is gravel um, and there are no hotels, there's nowhere to get food, so you have to carry everything with you into the park that right. you're going to need for that trip. Um, so if you see the pictures of my bike, uh, I've got about 55 to 60 pounds of gear on my bike, plus the 30 pounds that the bike itself weighs. It was a heavy bike. And... The first nine miles of this bike ride are just straight uphill. Of course, right out of the gate. Just straight up. It's it was that first nine miles was pretty brutal. And my my buddy who ate the burrito was starting to have some gastric issues related to said burrito. So it was he he was having a bad time. Who? Sam. I You didn't tell me about the burrito. I no? Nope. Yeah, no, the burrito was a thing. Come on, dummy. <laughs> wow. So we... Well, because he was like, a couple days before, he was like, I need to avoid this, I need to avoid this, I need to because I don't want to have an issue yeah. when I'm out there. No, I was, yeah, I went like really clean for a couple of days. Like nothing that I, nothing that I didn't know. Like it had to be something I knew and something I knew that wasn't going to bother me. And I think this was... This is probably the only thing about the trip that was a little off is I think where my headspace was and how I prepared for the trip was um, very different from the other guys who went. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I had been training. I had been. And it's not that those guys didn't train or anything. I just my head was like 100 percent committed. I mean, it comes back to what you say about me all the time. I either don't give a shit or I'm like one like 300 percent into it. Yeah. You know, um and uh but you know we got through absolutely beautiful we biked 33 
or almost 34 miles on the first day. Um, it felt like it was all uphill. Um, camped for the night. Um, and yes, we were in bear country, uh, but we were at like an actual campground. Uh, the next day, um, my buddy Sam ended up going back on the bus, um, and then he would meet us later, um, taking the bus out. Um, so we, so me and my buddy Andy, we biked another, we biked from mile 34 to mile 85, um, that second day and camped out there. And this whole time, the weather's beautiful, like low seventies, upper sixties, perfect biking weather, little cloudy. We were getting awesome views of the mountain. Um, the, uh, but you know, the Denali itself, what was really cool is like, as you went further into the park, the mountain would get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was so awesome that we had that weather to see that happening. Um, but you know, it was cloudy around the whole time. The next morning, day three, the morning of, uh, day three, we wake up, we're at the campground as far in as you can get at mile 85. And it's the closest, you can, you know, actual campground to the mountain and we wake called Wonder Lake and we wake up and the skies are clear and the pictures are just outstanding. Uh, it was so beautiful. Um, I really, uh, it was, we were really lucky. We get, we like hit Alaska weather lottery. Um, so, um, then we took day three, we all ended up taking the bus, um, back. So we went, we ended up going back to that campground, um, that we stayed at the first night, stayed there one more night. And then the last day, um, we biked out of the park. Uh, so we did three days of biking, 126.94 miles, uh, 9,497 feet of vertical climbing, um, almost all on gravel. It was really, really tough. It was super rewarding. Um, and, uh, you know, I had something I would definitely, I would recommend going to Denali for anyone. Um, if you have the physical capability to do it, I think biking is the way to do it. Um, the only thing I will say is you probably want to do a day on the bus because the entire time we were biking, we did not really see any wildlife. Um, but when we were on the bus, we saw tons of wildlife. We Mm. saw like eight bear on the bus, um, tons of caribou it just i think when you're on the bus like the bear stay so far off the roads that they're just hard to see but if you're on a bus and like you're kind of looking out and you got the whole bus of people looking you'll see the wildlife well and if you're riding your bike you don't have as much time to like take in the sights depending on what you're doing i actually i well you know if you're if you're climbing up an incline you got to focus on that incline. Well, you know, it's it's that's true and it's not true because it's true in regards to wildlife. Like you are not going to stop to, you know, every however many feet just to try and spot some wildlife. 
But the nice thing about the bike versus the bus is if you come around a corner and you see a beautiful view, you could stop, you can stop. And the bus isn't necessarily going to do that. You know, the bus stops at, you know, prescribed places that they know there's great views, but it doesn't stop as much as you can on a bike. Um, and, uh, you just, the, what I liked about doing it on the bike so much was you really felt isolated out there. Like you, like there were plenty of times where we would go an hour or two hours without hearing anything pass us on the road. No bus, no park ranger, nothing. And you look out and you don't see anything. The only sign of humanity that's there is the gravel road. You look left, you look right, and just wilderness. When you were planning this trip and then when you got there, was there any possibility on this in this general time frame that you were going to get hit with rain or snow? Or is that not is it not that time of year in Alaska? Uh, I mean, it's really any time of the year in Alaska. Uh, we got very lucky and we really didn't get any weather um, whatsoever. Um, but it was very possible. Like you could get you can get snow in June in Denali. Um and anywhere in Alaska, you, you can get rain. Um, I did come to find that Denali National Park is actually actually gets a lot less rain than other parts of Alaska in general. But the weather can change at the drop of a hat, you know. And so um, I went, I actually went fully prepared for rain and snow. Um, and I had... You know, I have a pretty good now. I have a really nice set of rain kit for for cycling, um, just in case. Because you didn't know, you know, you, you, you could you could go into the park, and the forecast looks great, but if something shifts, you're not you're, you're out there. You're out there, and you're not going to know that it shifted until it's happening. So the, I'm assuming when you're out there and you're biking around, you're on like a path, right? Yeah, it's a road. So is this road obvious? Or if you went to bed one night and woke up and it had snowed two inches, mm-hmm. would you have had a problem? We would have had a problem, but not because you couldn't find the road. It just would have been much harder. Yeah. No, the road, what you got to remember about the road is that, you know, buses drive on this road. And then the yeah. buses drive all the way out to the end and back. It's a gravel road, and the gravels l- can be very loose at certain places, which made um, biking on it kind of challenging. But it's a pretty well-established road. There's n- there's not much worry about um, about like getting finding. lost. Yeah. Yeah, I was just curious, you know, if it started raining or snowing or something like that, you know, how much harder things would get. It would have gotten real. It would have gotten hard. Um, and you know, I will say that even for all the training I did, um, it was it was it was harder than I thought the ride was going to be. It took. I thought we were going to average somewhere around eight or nine miles per hour on the bikes and we ended up averaging like closer to six and a half miles per hour um once you factor everything in and uh so you know that that's a pretty significant slowdown 
um, from what we had expected. Now, obviously, you're doing this. You're going to drink a lot of water. Yep. Did you have to bring all the water with, like, from the beginning? Or mm-hmm. are there places along the way where you could possibly get water? There are a handful of places within the park you can get water. Um, right at the entrance to the park, there's, as you might expect, there's, you know, a visitor center and there's a campground where there's potable water. Um, the next potable water in the park is at um, mile marker um, 29, which is a, which is another one of the campgrounds. Um, so you can get water there. There might be one more before that at the other campground now that I'm thinking about it. But we, we stopped for water at my, oh, marker 29. The campground we stayed at um, the, for the two nights, uh, Igloo Creek, did not have potable water. So if we had not had enough water when we were at the campsite, we would have needed to either filter water or go or bike to and from uh, the one campground to get it. Uh, There was another spot for potable water at mile marker 66, uh, which is the Eielson Visitor Center. It's a really cool visitor center built into the hillside uh, overlooking Denali. has fantastic views, and it's actually kind of hard to see if you're not looking for it. Not that hard to see, but it's kind of made to camouflage into the hillside a bit. And then there's one more place to get potable water at um, that last campground, Wonder Creek, at mile marker 85, which also had flush toilets, which was weird. I didn't expect that. The rest of the the rest of the park had uh, composting toilets. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it it was. There were plenty of places to get water, but it did mean you had to carry a fair amount of water on you at any time to make sure that you wouldn't run out, especially. Like you said, it was a pretty tough physical effort. So what I was carrying on me, I had two uh, 32-ounce Nalgene's on my handlebars and then two 24-ounce um, bicycling uh, water bottles uh, on my cages. Um, and that was that proved to be pretty sufficient. So as you're going along and the water is getting less and less and less, is it noticeable that you're carrying around less weight or is it kind of like whatever? Um, no, you didn't really notice it. Um, it, it's, I did like to the point, like one of the things we talked about was as we were leaving the park, we might dump water, um, to drop some weight, um, as we were, you know, so we could just sprint to the end basically, um, but that it just was not necessary we had it was not um, it, 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 there are times that it probably would have been nice to have a, a pound less but you wouldn't have noticed it like in the moment you might notice it like in how your legs feel at the end of the day so like day one to day two to day three were your legs feeling were they getting pretty tired as time went on um, they I they certainly were definitely very tired after day two um that was a long long day day one i didn't really feel it that much the hardest part was you know when you're on the climbs you're cycling at a high cadence so i was trying to hit something like 80 to 90 rpms um Mm. and but you're moving so slow so you're you're working you're actually working pretty hard 
you're moving really slow and that's because you're moving slow you're you have to work harder on your balance so um overall like yeah i was burning but what i think was really cool and one of the things that i'm really personally proud of was at the end of the trip i felt like i had more in the tank like i could have kept going yeah um and um I really, I never felt throughout the entire thing, except for the one time I fell, um, I didn't really, I never really felt sore. I never felt bad. Um, my ass got sore pretty good on day two. Um, need a, need a better, uh, need a better seat if you're going to do it again. No, I wouldn't change it. Um, it's, that's kind of a thing with cycling is your ass is going to get sore. Um, until you're used to riding the length of time that you're going to ride. Like ideally, if you're doing a bike tour like this, like you're getting practice in riding for the amount of time that you're doing, but that was just not feasible for me to train to. Um, so I knew my ass was going to get sore. Um, and it was mostly workable. You just, it was just tough on the uphills because you kind of have to sit in the saddle on the uphills on the downhills. You can put a lot more pressure. You can, kind of stand up on the pedals a bit and and relieve your butt but uh i just want to let you know it's taken every ounce of willpower that i have to not make a joke every time you say your ass was sore (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised you haven't (laughs) now did you have any you know how like you when you work out really hard yeah and you go to bed and then the next day you wake up and body parts are sore did you have that experience like day one to two to three, like waking up in the morning and being like, ooh, I can feel that? Or did you pretty much feel the same? I really don't remember feeling any particular like aches and pains um, in the mornings, um, which is shocking considering the um, the air pad I'm, I had uh, was just enough to get me off the rocks underneath me. Uh, but not much more. But uh, no, I actually I felt really good for most of it. Um, and I credit that to two things. One, um, just the training that I did in advance, both the cycling training um, and the marathon training um, have r- really helped me. Um, and I've been doing a lot more stretching, stuff like that. Um, so um, that really helped. But the other thing that I really attributed to was I spent a lot of time on this trip in the planning on nutrition mm-hmm. and making sure that um, I was getting enough calories and that I was getting the right calories. Um, and I was, you know, I, I did a lot of prep and I said, you know, every you know, I'm, I'm going to eat every X amount of time after so much effort. I'm going to watch my heart rate. I'm going to make sure that I'm not burning too, too much glycogen because you, you get a fairly limited amount of glycogen. So you don't want to burn that up. And really watching that and be, by doing all of those things, I kept myself. Alex isn't going to ask you, so I'm going to ask you, what the fuck is glycogen? um glycogen is um is is, it's a it's fuel that your body uses when 
you're in anaerobic exercise. So that's when your body is working too hard to burn fat. Because fat, fat takes longer for you to burn. So glycogen is like recently broken down sugar. It hasn't been stored yet. So it's quickly accessible by your body. Um, and I can't wait for our listener to hear this and like correct me on the specifics of this. But I've got it mostly correct. Um, so you, your body only stores so much glycogen. Um, because of, because it does usually doesn't need it. So what what happens is when you're you know if you're sprinting or you're just doing a really balls out workout, um, you're gonna pull from your glycogen because your body needs it quick. Fat burning on the other hand, it's a much slower process than the aerobic process. That's why if you ever see on like a treadmill, it'll say like the fat burning zone or the the cardio zone or whatever, you know, in the fat burning zone, the lower intensity, you know, it's kind of a misnomer, but, um, it, you know, it's true. So when you're doing endurance workouts or your endurance activities, you really want to focus on burning fat and training your body to burn fat because you have about enough glycogen for an hour. I've, I've found with me in my training that, I can go without replenishing my stores for about an hour and 20 minutes. But at an hour and 20 minutes, that is when I'm going to crash. And I'm going to crash hard and hit a wall. Um, So ideally, I'm starting to replenish my stores between like 45 minutes and an hour. And that's just as simple as like uh, a 100 calorie um, energy bar um, or clip bar. Or these things called goos that are just these energy gel paste. Um, so by doing all those things, I kept my energy up. So I was able to keep my form. So I didn't hurt myself. I didn't tweak my body. Um, and I kept, I just really was able to stay in really good health throughout the whole trip and not injure myself. And that really helped with the aches and pains. Well, thanks for explaining that for Erica, Bob. I knew you, of course, knew all that, all of that, right? But I'm glad you explained it for Erica and for anyone who may listen. I'm glad I explained. It. And I would also like to say, possibly as a conclusion to this, unless you have anything else to add, if there's one thing that anyone should take from this, if they're going to go do this or anything like it, train your ass off. Train extremely hard, harder than you think you need to, and plan, plan, and then plan some more. Uh, absolutely. I think, um, y- you know, the thing, someone, someone I was talking to put it really well, and I can't remember who exactly said it to me. Um, if it was smart, I said it. If it was dumb, it definitely wasn't me. Okay. Um, then it was you. Um, by, by being, by doing all that training, I was really able to enjoy the trip. Like, yeah, the climbs were hard and the climbs suck. But the second you get to the top of that climb, I was back to fine. And I could sit there and just look out and enjoy and just have a good time. Um, 
if you haven't trained or you haven't trained enough, um, you'll get to a point where you're, when you stop, you're exhausted, you're dead, and you it's hard to actually take in the trip to enjoy. So, um, if you if you're going to if you're going to endeavor to follow in my footsteps and the footsteps of mediocre amateur, um, and a lot going of to endeavor to follow in my footsteps. He's a leader. Erica. Wow, a leader of men. Um, and why are you laughing? This reminded me that I hurts. that I I need to rewatch. It's always sunny. <laughs> um, train. Just do. You got to do the training. Um, there were actually more people um biking that road than I expected to see. Um, and it was cool to see. Um. And you saw people who very clearly were like experienced bike packers and like really in shape. You saw some people who probably could have been doing a little more training um, and really didn't have any right being out on on a bike on that kind of terrain. Um, But it's a beautiful way to see the park. Just if you're going to do it, really train. Um, Or if you can't or you don't want to take the bus, the bus is a great way to do the park, too. Oh, I have one more question. So after you did all this planning and when it comes to what you were bringing with you out Mm -hmm. on the trail and all that, did you take too much? Did you take just about, I know you did, I know you took enough, but did you take just right, just enough stuff or did you take too much? Um, There are a couple of items that I would um, have uh, ditched or switched out for alternatives. Um, one of those things I would, ha- um, knowing now, like my original plan was that we would bike, we'd get to the campsite and maybe hike around a little bit. Um, in reality, we only got to hike one day. We never got really far from camp, um, because we were just biking that much. So, uh, if I did it again, I probably would not bring my trail running shoes. Um, I would instead just bring, um, like some sort of like sandal um, that I'd feel comfortable walking around in. Um, that's much lighter weight. Um, my my trail running shoes, I love them, but I ultimately they just took up a lot of space. Not even so much weight, but space um, uh, on top of my um, my cycling shoes. Um, I know a lot of people don't like to or are kind of not keen on using uh clipless uh cycling shoes on like a bike packing tour like that i really like having them on the hills so i would opt to take the mountain bike cycling shoes over my trail runners um um and save that space um the other thing that i would definitely drop um i brought um a little uh, tent hammer, uh, which was nice. It was nice to, it was nice to hit the, uh, the stakes in with, but ultimately it was unnecessary. I could have just used a, a rock. Um, it was just added weight. Uh, most of the rest of the stuff in my pack, I've gone through it. And the only, the only places I really felt like I could, um, save weight that I would have been comfortable or would have been somewhere in the first aid kit. I had put together, uh, a pretty legitimate first aid kit um, because you didn't know what was going to happen out there and we had three guys so 
Um, I, I erred on the side of overpacking on the first aid kit. Um, probably didn't need to, but you know, better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the rest of the kit, um, I, I, I think I packed the right amount. I felt while I was out and what tells me that is while I was out there, I felt like if it rains, I'm good. If it snows, I'm good. If it's hot, I'm good. I can handle whatever gets thrown at me and, um, and be, and be able to do that. Um, there is an argument to be had that, you know, if you, if you take bus passes in with you as an, as a escape route, um, you could probably drop some of the emergency preparedness stuff, knowing that there will be a bus that passes you at some point. Um, I still would rather go in fully capable of taking myself out and taking care of myself. So um, that was a really long answer to your fairly simple question. Um, and I think I think I, I think I overpacked a little bit, but no more than five pounds. Yeah, which five pounds is a lot. I will say, like we had our food. I had about eight pounds of food by itself. Um, and I did notice that at the end, like we got to the end and you know, that last ride, um, my bear can, uh, which is where you store your food and stuff was basically empty. Um, I, and I even had handed off one of my extra dehydrated meals to another camper. Um, that did actually make a difference. Um, I did feel that weight loss so so five pounds is not insignificant um and if uh you know i would make those adjustments in the future but i'm not mad that i had that extra five pounds great well thank you for indulging me and 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 asking a few questions i i appreciate it well you know look i'm like a semi-professional podcast host bob it doesn't matter if I care or not. <laughs> I'm like the Joe Rogan of not being on the alt-right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. There, there you go. Yeah. Put that on a poster. <laughs> That's sure. a gig. That's a gig. Yes, I am still here. <laughs> I had one more topic, and then we can call it, because I'm sure we've gone forever at this point. Bob's favorite podcast, the ones that never end. <laughs> anyway. I don't have to work tomorrow. I do have a race in the morning. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> What's your topic, Alex? Well, I was just going to say a couple of weeks ago it was E3. <laughs> yes. And I didn't really think there was that much really outside of Microsoft. You know, like a lot of these companies shouldn't even do their own show. Like all of a sudden, like. Capcom has a show, Square Enix has a show, you know, all these companies have a show, and a lot of these companies, like, maybe they have, like, one game to really show. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot sure. of sense. It's like, to, uh, I'd rather you just piggyback one of, off one of the bigger ones. Right, but, roll into one of them. Um, Microsoft's show, though, I thought was really good, and just from a pure marketing perspective, starting off the show and just saying, hey, 27 of the 30 games you see are coming to game pass day one that's strong yeah you know it's like okay show me what you got 
And then they basically went down like an hour and a half list of games. Not that I was like over the moon about all of them or anything, but it's just like the usual selling point of Game Pass, you know? Uh, oh, here's a game coming this month. Here's a game coming the next month. Here's a game coming three months from now. Bam, 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 bam. Um, you know, after all the um, subscription shenanery, whatever the word is, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah. Or chicanery. Either, either way. That's what either I was way. looking for. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm paying like two bucks a month or something. So <laughs> it's like really anything is a net win. Right. But some of these games, you know, looked really cool. You know, you have The Ascent is coming in a few, like into this month, I think, actually. And it's like a top-down four-player co-op shooter with some some degree of loot some mm-hmm. loot component and i'm always down to chase some loot you know when well, i have said i have gone on record as saying and i'll say it here that once back for blood is on there uh, i will make a, a glorious uh, reemergence into the mm. online sphere so we can play that together yeah and back for blood i believe comes out in october and they bought that up for game pass and that game looks like it could be really fun you know i mean i'm i've been looking forward to like a left for dead style game for a long time it's kind yeah. of a space the valve just left open and now we're kind of it seems like we're getting two games somewhat soon ish i guess you could look at it that way because you have back for blood and then at the end of this game show they showed that um it was it by arcane wasn't it yeah what was it like red I don't remember. It was like with the, you're like hunting vampires, though, right? Yeah, I can't like remember what the name was. And you have like powers but and shit. Yeah, it very much kind of looked like a. It, it very much looked like a Left for Dead style game as well, and yeah. obviously that's like years off. Yeah, but Arcane. But, I mean, they they make a good game, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you would have some expectation that that would be. Yeah, a Dishonored good game. was great. I really liked uh, the ending of it. Was stupid, but I liked Prey. I had a lot of fun with that one. So yeah, I could definitely see. Uh, firing that up too but But i'm just i'm just thinking about like this year Mm -hmm. you know um you have the ascent you have back for blood uh i'm probably you know i'll probably like boot it up once fly around a little bit and be done but microsoft flight simulator is coming to xbox Uh, oh see i have to get that so that my brother can play it a little bit right um you know halo infinite is going to come out at some point this holiday they said uh and it Phil Spencer actually talked more about that the other day, which was him basically saying, we have it nailed down to about a four-week window. But without saying it, he basically said, you know, ideally we'd like to know the launch date of Call of Duty so we can avoid that, you know, because (laughs) no matter what anyone thinks of Call of Duty, you don't want to release a game near it. No, 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 you definitely don't. You don't? No, that would be disaster. Doesn't usually end well. What if what if you had a new Titanfall though? Yeah, that would be a bad idea. Oh, would it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it turns out if you launch a new Titanfall one week between a new Battlefield and a new Call of Duty, you're sending it to die. <laughs> it's not a sharper guy move. Uh, well, and actually, I'm glad you reminded me. So you have two companies putting out two really big multiplayer games, and they're taking two different approaches. Now, maybe Battlefield, because EA and Microsoft seem pretty tight right now. Maybe this new Battlefield, I think it's 20, is it 2042 or 2142? Are they going into the future or whatever? Yeah, it's like semi-future warfare again, which I prefer better than past. But, um, you know, Battlefield and Halo Infinite are taking two different approaches because Halo Infinite is going to be, its multiplayer is free to play. Mm -hmm. So 
and that's regardless of game pass oh, you know it's just free to play hmm. and battlefield is going 60 dollars or 70 dollars whatever uh this is the game buy it up front hmm. and so we're we're kind of going to see like two big franchises and who knows what the quality of those games will be or anything right, right. but two big franchises going a different way and i think personally even though i'm not a fan of like the free-to-play monetization because it's very predatory mm-hmm. um i almost feel like if you're going to do a big multiplayer game you kind of have to do a free-to-play model because you have a bunch of kids who are conditioned to it now you know right. PUBG, fortnite apex legends uh, whatever else you know i'm sure there are other examples but they're conditioned to the free-to-play model they're conditioned to not spending 60 dollars sight unseen to hopefully like a game right you know uh, call of duty warzone again free to play so i'm kind of even though i mean for me you know i'm again i'm not a fan of the free-to-play monetization schemes but I kind of feel like you almost need to be free to play to be successful now. It's not a bad point. I, and I mean, I, aside from the the predatory nature of it, you know, it is like I tried Fortnite. I wouldn't have tried Fortnite if I had to pay for it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Battlefield, it looks interesting, I guess. But I haven't really liked any of the Battlefield games recently. But the good thing about Battlefield is because the whole EA Play thing is tied in with Game Pass Ultimate, mm-hmm. there will be like a 10-hour free trial of the main game, when it, of the actual game when it comes out. Right. So at least I'll kind of get like a 10-hour demo to get that feel of, do I want to pay $70 for this game, right. you know? So at least there's that because I would absolutely not just go buy a Battlefield. Right. Just because they've put Battlefield on the fucking box, you know. So at least there's that. But, yeah, I just thought, you know, the event again was just like a big, hey, here's Game Pass. It fucking kicks ass. And, you know, one day the other shoe is going to drop on Game Pass, right? Either service is going to go to hell or they're going to dramatically raise the price. Something's going to happen eventually. Right. But for right now, you know, Microsoft is playing catch up with Sony and mm-hmm. to a degree they're playing catch up with Nintendo as well, although they're it's like they're kind of in different spaces in yeah. my opinion, but they really are still playing catch up with Sony. Um and so they're just, you know, they're pushing everything, they're buying up as much as they can. And it's great for the consumer right now. It might not be one day, but right now it's really good for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, well, as long as you're an Xbox consumer. Uh, yeah. Well, and what is it a month? Well, it's it's really $15 a month, okay. but no one should be paying $15 a month. But for even if you go, it's $15 a month, and there's what? That's... What does it equal out to? Like two games a year? Two and a half games a year? Right. Like right now, yeah. Makes perfect sense. Even if you were paying full price for it, it's... Well, and that's kind of the reason we originally subscribed to Game Pass way back when. Because it was like Forza Horizon 4 was going on. it. That's another one. Horizon 5 comes out this year. I mean, Game Pass is like... It's crazy. 
but Forza Horizon 4, so this would have been maybe two years ago, right? Is that when that came out? I, I think it would have been two years ago. That went on Game Pass. That was one of those games that's like, okay, we're putting this on Game Pass. And it's like, well, okay, so I could pay $60 for it. Or you Game Pass it. And, you know, this isn't like a game you're going to play forever either way. Right. You play it for your few months, you're going to be into it. And you also have access to all these other games then. So it's just a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. talked about this a lot of times. They've made it a no-brainer if you're into their stuff. Right. Right. Now, I guess you do have some concern if something, like, if you download something off of Game Pass and it leaves Game Pass, do you still have it? No. Or is it gone? That's gone. Okay. No, you so I could access. see where people, that would bother some people. Well, and I remember in the early days of game pass when sea of thieves was out they said like even though you see if thieves was available on game pass it sold way more than even they had any expectation of it selling and it, like it, it didn't make any sense so you know i think it seems clear like a lot of people were like no 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 i want to make sure i retain this long term it's still on game pass right <laughs> Yeah. So. Well, any anything they've, I mean, you know, they could change their mind one day. But for now, all the Microsoft-owned stuff goes on Game Pass and stays on Game Pass. And outside of, like, a few exceptions, like, I remember once, like, GTA Online or GTA Five or whatever went on Game Pass and left, like, right away. It was, like, a month or two. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 went on there for a little while. And then that left. And now I think GTA Five's on there again but generally most games on game pass stay at least a year okay that seems like their boilerplate like standard contract that they start at is like you got to at least put the game on a service a year mm -hmm. you know um and other games have definitely sat on there way longer like a monster hunter world sat on game pass forever yeah um, it just recently left but See that I could see people being like, I want to own it. if it's something that I'm gonna play forever. I want to own it. I want to have it. Make sure that I don't lose it. Right, but, but it's not everything. But again, you could still buy it. Like you, you could, could still buy you it. You could, right. you know, okay. Like here's the here's a good example. Monster Hunter World. It didn't go on Game Pass right away, mm -hmm. but let's say it goes. It went. Let's say it went on Game Pass six months after it came out. Mm -hmm. Well, then it stayed on Game Pass for I think it was like at least two years. It stayed on there a very long time, like a year and a half, two years maybe. By then. The game's going to have dropped in price so much anyway right. that even when it leaves Game Pass, if you're still into it, if you're still playing you it, you can go and find it. You could just go buy it for ten, fifteen dollars right. or whatever, rather than paying Full sixty price. up front. Make sure you like it, and then yeah. If you're yeah, I mean, if you're subscribing for just one game, and that's the only game you care about, like if you're one of these people that they own a console just to play Madden, mm -hmm. just buy Madden, right. you know. But well, or even do the game pass for a year and see if you like it. Do it for a couple months, see if you play stuff on there, right. and give it a right. try. And right. if you don't but use there, it, get rid of it. But there are some people who legitimately like they only play Madden or they no, only yeah. play Call of Duty, and maybe for them, Game Pass doesn't make sense. But for a lot of people, Game Pass is just a crazy deal. I'm like, yeah. I'm like working from I'm working for Microsoft's marketing department at this point. I've noticed. Um, <laughs> here's a question for you. Um, and maybe we can wrap up with this. 
Um, are, do you feel deeply offended that uh, Microsoft would want to make Bethesda games, which they paid an unholy amount of money for, exclusive? I'm shocked. 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 Um, Were people mad about that? Oh, I mean, you know. Like, yeah. I, Why I, wouldn't it? Th- th- yeah. Well, obviously, if you look at it from a consumer standpoint, right now it's great, right? Because all these Bethesda games are going to be coming to Game Pass. It's great. But you also don't want Microsoft to swallow up the whole fucking industry. No, you definitely don't. You know. No, what I'm saying more is be mad that Microsoft is coming in and buying up all these studios so that it can be basically like a monopoly. That get mad about, but don't be mad that they're the the evil company that bought Bethesda, which was also kind of an evil company, isn't going to put it on the other evil company's <laughs> console. Like, yeah. duh. Wait, would you, you, you just stupid? Like, of yeah. course they weren't going to do that. To me, that was definitely the expected outcome. I just thought, you know, we talked about this before on the podcast. I thought there was maybe an opportunity to really do some, like, not scummy isn't the word, but some, like, really interesting tactics of having the game essentially available on your console for free through Game Pass, Game Pass free, Mm -hmm. while at the same time selling it for $70 on your opponent's console. Yeah. I mean... That'd be a way to certainly make all the money, but I understand from their standpoint, the goal is to try to draw people into Xbox yep. so they subscribe and then they never kill the subscription. Right. And they you want to buy this? Shitloads of long term money. You need to buy our console to play yep. these games that you like. And again, you know, if Sony buys a company, that company is basically locked to the PlayStation. Right. Microsoft, most of these games are coming out on Xbox and PC. So, yeah. you at least have two platforms. There's an, there's an yeah. option, sure. I sure. mean, uh, I would love it if Horizon uh, came out on Xbox. That would be really convenient for well, me. And, and look, here's the perfect example. Horizon Zero Dawn comes out on the PC, but it was like, what, four years after it came out or something? There's right. always a wait involved. So, yeah, you're going to be waiting an extremely long time, and there's no guarantees and, you know, it just seems like most Microsoft games now are coming to at least PlayStation and or PC and Xbox, I mean. So, you know, like, yeah, you could potentially play games on PC and PS5 and not have a Series X. And Microsoft doesn't care either way as long as you're just subscribing to Game Pass Ultimate. Yep. Would they prefer you bought a Series X? Obviously they would. But either way, if they can lock you into that monthly subscription and get your ass long term... I think they're happy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, and they've definitely like run models to see like they wouldn't be, they Game Pass wouldn't be priced at what it it's priced at if it wasn't you know making well, an ass load of money for the company. Look, we'd like to think they think everything out fifty steps ahead, but remember when they tried to raise the price of Xbox Live Gold to one hundred and twenty dollars a year? I'm just saying it's yeah. I mean, they backed off on that within like eight hours. That was, that was a tester. That, that was the most ridiculous thing. That ever. Was, they're lucky people forgot about that because Microsoft has been on this freight train for like a few years now of all positive press. All positive. Game Pass is the greatest. We love the Series X. Wow, Microsoft. What a great company, right? And then they did that and it was like these fucking bastards. They never change. You know, it's like, so they kind of got lucky that they pulled back on it and people forgot. 
but they really tried to undo all their brand goodwill. Well, that was all just let's swoop. throw this out there. Let's see how much people complain. And the backlash was such that they were like, okay, we'll put this in the back pocket for later. I think it was more like, we're going to do it because we're Microsoft and who the fuck cares what anyone thinks. But then it was like, oh shit, this is a way bigger backlash than we expected. You know, they probably expected like, obviously when you double the price of anything, you know, you're going to have a backlash, but it wasn't like a minor backlash. It was like, fuck these people backlash. Yeah. I, I, I would be really curious to know, like, the real story behind it. We'll never know. Um, yeah, or, or we'll like, find maybe out. like 20 years yeah. from now or something. Um, whether it was, Somebody does an oral history. Whether it was, you know, an actual um, test balloon or if it was just a, a real cock up. But it, it was remarkable, um, nonetheless. But all right, Jets. All right. Erica is turning to Ash. I'm tired. <laughs> I sleepy. I leavey. <laughs> I Carly. No. I oh. fuck this. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>